Well, there I was on stage on a Friday night inside a public library and performing a murder mystery. And next thing I know, some weirdo that has a bag on top of his head dressed like Batman decided to uh, knee me in the face. And uh, that uh, that man now joins me in studio. He is village president of the village of Chatham, Dave Kibsey. Dave, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, what happened Friday? I, I will say it is... Amazing how we can go from uh, two characters on the weekend yes. <laughs> into two completely different characters come Monday morning. But we had a great show with our Chatham Area Public Library District and their foundation uh, raised a lot of money with a, a real fun murder mystery. Uh, fun and funny up until the point where we had a, a rogue scanner that flew up into Greg's face. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so Dave's <laughs> character was, uh, he, he he's the... Um, Masked superhero who saves the village's grocery store from shoplifters. Uh, one of the characters that was just made up out of that, my mind as the as the lead in the in the play. Uh, I was writing a murder mystery and I couldn't come up with anything. And all these characters started popping up. Dave was one of them. Uh, and at the tail end, he he proves that he's not the killer because if he is the killer, and anytime he commits violence, you see the bang, the boom. You know the old the Batman uh, series from from back in the '60s and '70s. Uh, but in that. You know, he starts to kind of, you know, mock hitting me. And he had one of those scanners that you see at uh, grocery stores, right? It's a handheld scanner. And, uh, well, it just like, it swung up and smacked me right in the face. We're still trying to figure out where. If it caught on a foot. Yeah. Any of the number of things that were hanging <laughs> off the uh, costume that went around with the Night Stalker. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> anyway, so that's not why I brought you in here, okay? So just so people know, it's just a fun little segue. Um, but, uh, Dave, you know, there's something coming up. Of course, we've been talking a little bit about the elections. Springfield's got, uh, you know, mayoral race and uh, city council races. Uh, but down in Chatham, you guys have a question that's up for voters, a couple of questions dealing with cannabis. Tell us what's going on there. Correct. Back in 2009. 19, just prior to the time that the state began to issue any licenses associated with cannabis facilities, uh, our village board at that time decided, you know, maybe we'll put a ban, an outright ban on any type of these businesses locating within the village limits. Um, a lot of the debate that went around putting that ban into place seemed to be, you know, just reliving the same debate that had occurred on the state house. So it was focused more on should this be a legal industry or not, as opposed to now this is a legal industry, what role do you want to play in that? So we're four years out from that. We've seen this industry start to grow in the state. We've seen, you know, have, have more evidence behind what's going on and how they're operating. So we have an opportunity with the municipal elections coming up here at the beginning of April to ask our public on our voters what are your feelings on these issues and how do, can we use that to guide the next actions that the boards take? So again, this is uh, not something that voters are going to decide and then all of a sudden the, the switch is made. This is advisory. Yeah, both these questions are advisory questions. Um, typically in, in April, in, in this election, what you would see is there's a lot of campaigning going on for trustee positions or mayor positions. We see this in, you know, Springfield is a great example with a, a lot of discussion and a lot of people out holding big events, walking in parades, knocking on doors. The spots that are open on our ballot this year, they're all uncontested. So that's kind of muted. 
Um, and a lot of that face-to-face discussion and, and a lot more of the intense discussion doesn't occur when you don't have a contested race on it. So in lieu of that, we were able to find a spot that says, look, here's a couple of issues that come up in conversation. How can we get that feedback that you would have normally got through a, you know, a heated campaign or a contested right. campaign. Right. Uh, so the questions, you've got two that are going to be on the ballot for voters, advisory questions only, but uh, cover those two questions. The first question deals primarily with the dispensary. So the retail side of this business is, you know, should the village continue to ban, you know, should we have this ban in place on a dispensary? And the second question addresses more of the the other side of this industry. So should the ban stay in place on production, infusion, distribution, or any of the warehousing side of it? So two questions, they, they're obviously same, same topic, uh, but address different components of that. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Chatham Village President Dave Kimsey here with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk and uh, advisory questions on Chatham's ballot for the upcoming uh, April Municipal Consolidated Elections. Uh, dealing with this, it's advisory only, so it's not like if they you know vote yes or even if they vote no, uh, that, uh, that it's ultimately going to switch what happens there. It's still going to lead to more conversations about this. Uh, so you kind of touched on it, but why now? Uh, why why ask these advisory questions now? Well, I mean, you have you have the issue with uncontested races, so asking questions at this point in time, it, it doesn't really dictate anybody's campaign either. Uh, it's not used as a as a tool by one candidate or another, or wouldn't be viewed at that. This is just us asking for opinions, and we've seen uh, historically when we've asked our community for opinions, the last time would have been with our comprehensive plan and you know large surveys that we facilitated and coordinated with the University of Illinois. Uh, People will respond, they give us their answer, um, and it's kind of a non-threatening way to give your opinion to a board. You don't have to go into a public meeting, sit on a recording on camera, and broadcast your personal thoughts right out to everybody. Um, thankfully, we have elections. Ballots provide that secrecy. They, they allow you to express what you're thinking, uh, and, and you don't have to be criticized for whichever position that you take. Dave, um, one of the things that uh, could drive this is the amount of revenue there is. Uh, we've seen statewide, uh, it's it's generated hundreds of millions of dollars of sales tax revenue, uh, billions in dollars of overall sales. Uh, have you looked at how much the village of Chatham could possibly get, especially if you know it's not just the the dollars that the state would send back to Chatham from the from the program, uh, but uh, even locally, you guys could tack on additional sales tax. Have you looked? That how much that could possibly be? This is this is one of the rare industries and, and products that a municipality like Chatham, which is a, a non-home rule community, has the ability to levy its own tax. Uh, so if we were to look at dispensary sales and what an average dispensary is producing and selling across the state, uh, that would equate to you know if Chatham adopted again one of those decisions we have to make after this. Uh, but if we adopt the full amount of tax that we could levy on a dispensary, uh, on average, that starts to look like about $200,000 in additional funding uh, on an annual basis. And that's not insignificant for the village when you tri- put it in perspective with our 
allocation of the motor fuel taxes that we get from the state's fuel tax to repair our roads, our roads, excuse me, uh, is only about $400,000 a year. Wow. So it's not inconsequential funding. Uh, as you look on, on the second question with production, these are larger facilities. So you start to uh, take into account you know, heavier impact on what real estate taxes would be. Obviously, the bigger facility, the more employees, and it creates jobs. Uh, but they're also, uh, <laughs> production in, in this industry is a utility-heavy industry, uh, so they've become substantial utility customers. Dave, uh, I don't know if you've uh, telegraphed your position on this yet, but um, with with this advisory coming up, um, you know, I guess my question is, has have sentiments changed, right? Over since the 1980s, since the 1990s, have have sentiments changed of what cannabis is and whether or not it's a dredge on society. I, I think that you see that. I, obviously, from the 80s and the 90s, when when we were in school, uh, the messaging is is certainly different. Uh, in the last four years, I think that there has been some change in the sentiment across the state. We're using this, these advisory questions as an opportunity to gauge how that sentiment uh, stands and how it may have shifted in the village of Chatham. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Maybe we talk afterwards uh, to see what the next steps are. Uh, so Dave Kimsey, the uh, village president of Chatham here in Springfield, joining us on WMAY. Uh, greatly appreciate your time. And uh, I, you know, looking real close at the camera, it doesn't look like... Uh, no, my face is my face was fine. I'm I'm, was, I'm happy we made it through a, yeah. a session together without me blasting you in the face with something. So, <laughs> well, there's nothing close that you can grab. Is there? Okay, that's I good. Could, I could swing uh, this microphone and see what happens. Probably could. It probably reached me from there. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just to reiterate, Friday's show was great. Saturday's show was great. Raising money for the Chatham Area Public Library. Uh, very very fun stuff. And uh, here's to bigger and better things. All right. Thanks, Greg. We'll talk Appreciate soon. It time. is Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News.